Uh, I'm going to say no one's better than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Blow up. Welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday, August 5th edition of Locked On Dolphins. And the Dolphins have had a busy 24 hours. We're going to be digging through all of that today on the show. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, director of scouting at TheDraftNetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and feeling more as though I'm in South Florida than ever before. Uh, And the primary reason for that is we had the tropical storm that came up the coast. I live in Delaware. Of all places, Delaware. We got hit by the tropical storm. We had tornadoes come through. I'm without power. We got the generator running. So I really genuinely, truly feel like it is officially summer football season. South Florida was planning on coming down to training camp before they made some of the changes for accessibility. And, well, here we are. It's just like I'm in South Florida, right? Got hit by the tropical storm. First thing we need to do today, now that the pity party's over, is we need to talk about a key decision by a Miami Dolphins player, someone who elected to opt out of the 2020 season, the first Miami Dolphin to elect to opt out of the 2020 season due to concerns amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The Dolphins have largely avoided being impacted by the COVID-19 opt-outs, unlike the rest of their divisional rivals in the AFC East, but that did change yesterday as wide receiver Alan Hearns declared his intent to sit out the 2020 season due to concerns for the health of his family. At the end of the day, Hearns should be applauded for making the best possible decision that he could for himself, And Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores released a statement. I understand and completely support Allen's decision. It wasn't an easy choice, and I know he put a lot of thought into it. He had conversations with the people closest to him and did what he felt was best for him and his family. I respect the process he went through and how he came to this decision. I wish him all the best and look forward to working with him next year. The immediate aftermath of this decision for Allen Hearns uh, is one that has some interesting layers and dynamics to it, especially when you take into consideration the Dolphins elected not to address the wide receiver position throughout free agency or the course of the 2020 NFL draft. They effectively stood pat. They instead chose to invest their high-priced resources and high draft capital in other positions such as the offensive line, the secondary, and the defensive line. The Dolphins, at the end of the 2019 season, you could feasibly say the wide receiving room was one of the best rooms on the Dolphins roster. And at the start of the 2020 season, you could now feasibly say quite the opposite, that the Dolphins have the most work ahead of them to get the wide receiver room to a point and position where it's a high-quality asset for quarterback to Itunga-Vailoa, In the long haul, yes, Devontae Parker is here. Yes, Preston Williams was very promising before tearing his ACL in the eighth game of the season last year. Yes, Jakeem Grant is super fast. 
but Jakeem Grant has missed 12 games over the last two years and finished both of the last two seasons on injured reserve. Albert Wilson is in a contract year. Alan Hearns has now opted out. The Dolphins are going to need other receivers to step up to the plate and take those reps. The good news is they have the bodies that can do it. Isaiah Ford has been with the Dolphins on the practice squad, on and off the practice squad in the active roster for several seasons now. And he looked strong at the end of last year. He's probably the favorite to step into the Allen Hearns reps at wide receiver and allow the Dolphins to take that in stride. But don't sleep on Gary Jennings, the wide receiver from West Virginia, who made his killing throughout the course of his time at West Virginia in the slot, and he's a speedy receiver with 4-3 straight line speed. His experience in the slot in a spread offense and his explosiveness give him a dynamic that really nobody else on the roster has. And he, he's probably the closest thing you will find to uh, a healthy, young version of Alan Hearns, the version that went off for over 1,000 yards uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars several seasons ago. And that was before injury set in. Hearns suffered a very ugly leg break with the Dallas Cowboys, concussion with the Dolphins last year. Not quite as dynamic as he once was. So there's a couple interesting candidates to step into the Alan Hearns reps on the roster. And at this point in time, Alan Hearns is the Dolphins' only opt-out. And it may end up being a blessing in disguise that the Dolphins will get a chance to assess what the rest of their younger receivers look like with Alan Hearns not being a piece of the puzzle in 2020. To give them better context of what kind of receivers they need to pursue in the 2021 NFL draft in the 2021 offseason. Whether that's another big-bodied physical guy like a Juju Smith-Schuster if he hits the free agent mark. Or perhaps it's a speedy receiver like a Jalen Waddle from Alabama who played two seasons and showed good chemistry with Tua Tungavaloa. They're going to have a chance to evaluate Gary Jennings, Isaiah Ford, and get a good idea of who exactly they should be framing and targeting, knowing full well that Changeli's horizontal spread offense is an offense that is probably going to be best suited towards athletes who can win after the catch. Good news for Miami, that wasn't necessarily Alan Hearns at this point anyway. Interestingly enough and conveniently enough for the Miami Dolphins, uh, there was a wide receiver who may or may not fit the mold of what the Dolphins are looking to do, who announced he intended to sit out of any 2020 college football season so that he could be completely healthy and ready to go for the 2021 NFL draft cycle. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. And being as though I'm the director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and being as it that my region of the country to study this summer amidst my staff was the Big Ten, you know I'm going to have some thoughts on Rashad Bateman. Bateman is interesting. He's not quite as big as the rest of the receivers that the Dolphins have. He's listed uh, 6'2", 6'1", depending on where you look. And he's over 200 pounds, and he's fairly physical. But Bateman and where he's won... First of all, he's a down-the-field type of threat. Minnesota, the Golden Gophers offense, pushed the ball with one of the most aggressive mentalities vertically down the field. 
Does that or does that not fit with the Dolphins? Well, it does when you look at the context in which they are choosing to push the ball down the field, which is they run a lot of RPOs. And and RPOs are not just quick slants either. I've really enjoyed watching some coaches clinics throughout the course of this summer and hearing about, you know, A, B, and C level RPOs uh, and, and what you're able to do with deep safety and and a a shallow post and Bateman can win with Miami because Bateman runs a ton of RPO concepts and he's already comfortable working in the middle of the field and taking throws in stride uh, in these RPOs and and beating that first arriving angle he's not a true blazer he's not going to blow you out of the water with his speed he's not going to bully you up and post you up in the low post like some of these power forward style wide receivers do. But he's solid, and he's solid across the board, and he's extremely productive, and he wins with RPO routes in the way that would fit quite well and complement quite well. You get two bigger bodied guys on the outside in Devante and Preston Williams, and then you put him in the slot. Almost like a Juju Smith-Schuster type as far as preferably in the slot, bigger framed guy, not going to blow you out of the water with his speed. That's kind of how I I look at Rashad Bateman. But Bateman wasn't even the biggest opt-out from the college football landscape to talk about. Because the Dolphins have a very interesting decision to make this offseason as it pertains to linebacker Raquel McMillan. And, and do they choose to sign him to a, a new deal or do they not? And if they don't, uh, there is a slam dunk prospect that is available and his name is Micah Parsons. He's the middle linebacker from Penn State University, another player from the Big Ten. Figured I'd get my takes out here as far as how Parsons relates to the Dolphins. Uh, because the top 10, if the Dolphins end up picking in the top 10, right, and they pick in the back half of the top 10, preferably from Houston. But if the Dolphins have a pick at pick 7 or 8 or 9, they're kind of in a weird no-man's land. Because at this point in time, I don't really love any of the wide receiver options outside of Jamar Chase. I don't love them. There's options that we could make work if we had to. But Jamar Chase, if you were going to take a wide receiver in the top 10, preferably Jamar Chase would be your option. And then he's probably going to go higher than 6th, 7th, 8th. He's probably a top 5 pick. Interior offensive line, not really an option that early. You're preferably looking to trade out if you're going to pick an interior offensive lineman. Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon, he's going to be gone by that point. Dolphins really don't have a need at corner. Edge rushers, is Greg Rousseau there? Maybe, maybe not. Even still, do the Dolphins want to take on Greg Rousseau? Knowing you're probably going to have to bulk on a significant amount of weight on his frame. He's just a pup. He's a young, young player. He's got plenty of room to grow. I think he has the potential to grow into one of these base end interior pass rush terrors. But as of right now, you know, he's closer to 260, 270, whatever. It's hard to say. 
Greg Rousseau may or may not be a fit. Plus, you know, is 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 he the archetype the Dolphins are looking for? Are they going to take a guy that they'd probably stack a bunch of weight on in the top ten? So where are you at as far as how would you you would use a top ten pick? Not going to use it on a running back. Micah Parsons is a is a very logical candidate. For who, when you look at the talent, from a raw talent perspective, Micah Parsons is probably the best defensive prospect eligible for the 2021 NFL Draft. And we now know, thanks to Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports, that he's in. He isn't just eligible. like He's in and he's sitting this year out. Parsons is explosive. He's from my neck of the woods, Central PA, born and raised. And obviously ends up at Penn State. So I've seen a lot of Micah Parsons. Parsons, pass rusher initially by trade. He was a pass rusher in high school, gets to Penn State, becomes the next Mike linebacker at LB, at Mike U, if you will. Penn State's got a nice history and track record of putting through inside linebackers. And Parsons is so dynamic. 6'3", 240, 235, runs in the 4'4s. Pass rush background. He's a gap penetration attack style, but he can also play in coverage, shallow zones, kind of like a, a lurk linebacker in the middle of the field. He's got the athleticism to play turn and run on tight ends. Explosive hitter. He gets skinny working through gaps. His play processor's there. He hits pursuit angles and tackle attempts that other inside linebackers could not even begin to dream of. So that's where it gets interesting. You have an option, if you're Miami, to avoid paying out a a modest, it's not going to be a backbreaker, but it's still going to be a modest to to healthy-sized contract extension to Raekwon, who's a linebacker that he's going to start for you, but probably play between 45 and 50, 55% of the snaps because he's not super effective on passing downs. Or you can get a guy who's on a rookie deal, who's probably best player available at that point in time, who's going to give you much more and be a much more diverse player in Micah Parsons, who you remember throughout the course of like some of last year, like Raekwon McMillan did end up with some of those stand-up reps off the edge, and Sam McGuavin was the same thing, and in the preseason they were trying to get McGuavin to push Raekwon for his starting job, and it ultimately didn't happen. You guys remember that? Like, the, Micah can do that. Micah can do all of that. So it's big news for the Dolphins to know that Parsons is sitting out the season. He's going to begin his preparations, make sure he's completely healthy for the draft process. If the Dolphins were to take a defensive prospect in the top 10, my money at this point would be on Micah Parsons to be that dude. And he is well worth the price of admission. You know, three down linebackers, linebackers. The, you don't have to look any further than how the NFL has chose to evaluate and value some of these guys in recent years. Tremaine Edmonds went 16. Freakish Mike linebacker. Isaiah Simmons went, what, eight? And he's working exclusively at linebacker at this point in time with the Cardinals as they're starting their training camp. Roquan Smith at nine, whether or not he was worth it or not, up for discussion. Parsons is a different beast. You got Devin White at five, 
Devin Bush at 10. Three down dynamic linebackers. You know, they say linebackers don't matter. They're the running backs of defense, da-da-da-da-da. You see some of these teams like the Browns and the Eagles that have a bunch of, like, scrubs playing linebacker for them, or they're just looking for athletes and never mind if what their instincts are because they're going to play so much sub. You play Micah Parsons at Mike Linebacker. You can play base defense. You can run uh, 4-2-5. You could run six defensive backs. Micah Parsons will never leave the field because he can be an A or a B level defender on your defense. So start thinking about that name, guys, because it could make sense. And if the Dolphins opt not to extend Raekwon, I think it's going to say quite a bit, or if they lowball him. If they come out with an offer that's like, yeah, like we like you, but this is what we think you're worth. We're not going to pay you more than this. And if you want to go get a bigger contract somewhere else, more power to you, you know, we, we love you but this is what we think you're worth. If that's how the Dolphins choose to handle that negotiation, keep an eye on Mike Parsons. Miami Dolphins had a roster transaction uh, that is, is of note as well. They released cornerback Cordrea Tankersley, and this is a brand L for yours truly because through the NFL draft process, I liked Cordrea Tankersley. I thought he was a really promising cat. Uh, he ends up getting drafted in the middle rounds by the Dolphins. He had like pretty promising reps his first season, and then he got hurt and was in the doghouse with Adam Gase, just like every other player on the face of the planet, and uh, never really seemed to bounce back. So he got hurt 2018 midseason after promising 2017 uh, opening stretch of games for him. And he never saw the field again. Uh, he missed all of last year. And then he was put on the COVID reserve list while the Dolphins activated him yesterday and then waived him. And I uh, want to wish Cordrea well. Uh, hopefully he can get back to uh, his athleticism prior to the injury so that he can get another crack at an NFL career because I think he could play if he was healthy. But it seems as though just based on his inavailability for the Dolphins. Durability and health and return to health was not something that, that's really gone well for Cordrea ever since his rookie season back in 2017. That is going to do it for us today on this hump day edition of Locked on Dolphins. Uh, we have some show concepts from yesterday's edition of Power to the Pod that I want to I want to do full shows on, but I don't want to not do them their due justice. And given as though I currently don't have internet, I'm going to have to stop at a coffee shop somewhere around here um, and find one that actually lets you sit, sit inside amongst everything else that's going on in the crazy world right now and get this thing uploaded. Uh, but I don't have power. I haven't since yesterday around 9 o'clock uh, due to the storms that came through. I'm going to have to figure out a way to get my show preparation in without internet or power, which is, uh, I, I would chose to just simply attack today from a news perspective because of that. So I do have several show concepts, including building the Dolphins roster 
based on AFC East position groups, kind of a la carte, how would I choose to construct a team uh, based on the AFC East 2020 position groups? Uh, that is a show I'm greatly looking forward to digging into, but I want to make sure I do it its due justice and don't do it off the cuff, which is why we didn't do it today. But fingers crossed, today is another day. I'm hoping the power's back on before the end of the day. This is Kyle Krabs signing off for Locked On Dolphins. I hope you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins throughout the rest of the week. We got two more shows to tackle. Dolphins are at the facility. Plenty to look forward to as we continue to work our way towards the 2020 season. And the opt-out deadline is tomorrow. So we're probably going to see some more names fly off the shelf and plenty to react to. So make sure you come back and see us again tomorrow.